Hello again, it's your friendly neighborhood host, J.T. Wheatley, back for another episode of the History of Comics podcast, this time with another edition of the Classics, with the 1982 uh, graphic novel X-Men, God Loves, Man Kills, by Chris Claremont and Brett Anderson. This is a classic story that was meant to be originally an, uh, a uh, non-canon event, but it has since been incorporated into the main line that was so good, similar to what... Uh, uh, happened to Alan Moore's uh, Batman the Killing Joke. But in this story, taking place, like I said, was published in 1982, essentially the X-Men had to deal with uh, Reverend William Stryker, who was attempting to find a who was using his uh, TV evangel- evangelism to preach that units are an abomination by God, while at the same time plotting to uh, f- find a way to kill all units using Professor Xavier himself. This is a great story that ends up being the inspiration for one of the best X-Men adaptations, X2, uh, back in the 2002. And it's, the stories are actually pretty similar. Stryker is, of course, a reverend instead of a military scientist. But uh, so far, a very great story. It actually deals with religion and bigotry and how it can be both good and bad. The use of Nightcrawler, who, of course, in the comic is a devout Catholic, going up against a televangelist is a great moment as well. Because, as you know, there's a great dialogue with Nightcrawler being that he looks like a devil. But he's in fact a Catholic and a devout Christian, so that plays again well. And uh, yeah, this is just uh, one of the uh, best X Men stories. Really plays into the whole uh, mutants and the parallels with bigotry and the great read in general. And like I said before, it was meant to be a non-canon book, but it's apparently so good they made it canon. That's how uh, good it was. And no, you want to read one of the best uh, X Men uh, standalone stories? Uh, Check out X Men: God Loves and Man Kills by Brett Anderson, because that is a true classic. gotta talk yeah thunder talk we're going all kinds of sideways with that sweet nerd junk woke nerd junk it's topical political dare i say radical we've got all your latest news and reviews hot music and a whole lot of comedy but it ain't for kids definitely mature content so let's talk let's talk thunder talk thunder talk is a proud member of the eso network And now it is uh, November 16th, 2023, time of our favorite comic book of the week. Jean Grey, number four, by Louise Simonson and Bernard Chang, which sees uh, this wrap-up of uh, Jean Grey's miniseries as she's been going through her past, trying to figure out how she could have done things differently to help herself and mutant in general. And she comes to a realization that perhaps there was nothing she could do differently, and she even has to confront her own uh, relationship with the Phoenix, that uh, deity that keeps coming in and out of her life. Lily Simonson does a great job just really getting into the, the nitty-gritty of Jean Grey. She's someone who literally has the weight of the world in her shoulders. She was always the star student, and then she can do everything right. And she starts to realize, no, maybe things are things are beyond my control. I just have to learn how to go with the flow sometimes and just accept that, uh, do this to the best you can. And it's masked by Bernard Chang's gorgeous art, which does a great job depicting uh, Jean Grey's life through different eras, from uh, the new X-Men, their, cla- their X-Factor run, and so forth. Just a great, yeah, just, just a great fun read. It is debatable if this should have been a four-issue miniseries, maybe a little shorter, but this last issue nails it, and uh, Jean Grey's always been one of my favorite X-Men and favorite Marvel characters in general, and it's great to see her written in uh, So Goods, and I can't wait to see what happens next, because this leads straight into the Immortal X-Men, which is going around now, and the larger Fall of X, which which has uh, been an uh, up-and-down event, but I think this miniseries is one of the better uh, highlights of it. 
And also, I'd like to go ahead and give a quick review of the Marvels, uh, the big, the next MCU that came out this last weekend. I quite frequently enjoyed it. Not the kind of a standard Marvel film, you know, standard the heroes fight bad guys and so forth. But the three leads are great. Uh, Brie Larson definitely really steps in, gets as much more comfortable as uh, Captain Marvel this time. And I'm all. Inimal Velazzi is fantastic as a Miss Marvel. She steals the show. I can't wait to see where she goes. And plus, the the end credit and the mid credit scene will definitely have you excited for upcoming projects because they're now leading to the future of Marvel. Which, yeah, you, we, the MCU's kind of that as ups and downs. Just to point out, Loki, the season two, fantastic. That shows that the MCU still knows what it's doing. And uh, Captain Marvel says, yeah, a little bit of a lower end, but still enjoyable. And, uh, you know, I think we're, as we're gearing up for the end of the multiverse uh, saga, we might be seeing some really cool stuff later on, as evidenced by these cap, uh, the, the Marvel's uh, in credit scene. And, uh, and with that, uh, join me again next week for another edition of the Classics. And, but until then, go ahead and enjoy your comic book. And if you can, check out X-Men God Loves, Man Kills by Chris Kerman and, Bernard, and Brent Anderson, because that is a true classic. <laughs>